Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Cornercast. This week, again, it's another solo week. I'm sorry we don't have guests. It's more my schedule, to be honest with you. Um, I've got people asking to do them. Um, I've reached out and talked to people and they're all on board. It's just a matter of finding time when schedules kind of align. Um, yeah, I mean, this weekend I'll be posting pics live from Long Island, um, meeting up with DJ and all fingers crossed Jesse too, and we're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to do a podcast. We've got some fun activities planned. We're going to go have some drinks, maybe get some good lunch, hang out on Long Island, maybe do some toy shopping. Who knows? what's gonna happen it's gonna be a fun weekend um i have been talking a lot about collecting and i know this is a toy podcast of course he's going to talk about collecting but i think part of the one of the hardest things to talk about is when is enough enough and any collector will tell you there's never enough but I don't know. I've had a an interesting year. I gotta move that. Um, I have had. I'm sitting here looking at a Marvel Legend. Thank you to Hasbro for sending along Silver Samurai, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I should say welcome to the Corner Cast. I'm your host Khalil. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. We're at Casters Corner. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Corner Cast on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. And please, please remember, because both Mike's Comics and stuff and Hasbro sent us these uh, X-Men retro figures um, that we're going to be reviewing soon. And I'm kind of doing, I'm working on a repaint for Silver Samurai because I think he should be more silver, personally. Uh, so, now that that's out of the way, I should talk about collecting. So, I was talking to DJ today, and he got... Um, John Stewart, Green Lantern. Sorry, it's late. It's been a long day. I had a drink while I was doing photos that you will see this week. And uh, yeah, I just, DJ and I were talking today and he kind of lit a little fire under me. He was like, I'm going to get ahead of you because I'm home and I can work on the Green Lantern and you're still at work. Um, And it lit a little fire under me and I got a few posts published. I finally hit the publish button on a couple posts that have been sitting because it's just been a busy couple weeks. And I said, ha, and he's like, well, I'm going to get to the pictures first. And I said, well, we'll see what happens. So he sent me a couple pictures or a picture of him working on John Stewart because apparently motivation and, and peer pressure is a bitch. And I got home, I had dinner and I said, okay, time to go into the office. So I packed up John Stewart after looking at him for a little while. I packed up the dog and I headed into the office with my camera and my laptop. And I started taking pictures and I realized I hadn't done pictures of other Power Rangers that Hasbro was nice enough to send over from San Diego Comic-Con, which will, the photos will be in this post. And in a little preview of John Stewart. And I started snapping pictures, and two hours later, I was done with pictures. 
and I, I got some good shots. And I realized that the reason they weren't great shots, it's not an excuse, it's just more of the reason, is because I've got no room anymore. <clears throat> I am literally sitting surrounded by toys. And I mean, you probably would think that a hoarder was there, to be honest with you, because I have a, I have a really good job that's just been keeping me really busy this year, and I just haven't had the chance to figure out how to move everything around. And part of the other reason it was a hard year I haven't really talked about was that I had an uncle, yes, had in past tense, who lived in California his whole life, and about close to a year ago, probably about 10 months ago, his house burned down in the California wildfires. Now, he was never married, never had any kids, very opinionated, a guy that not everybody would say it would be easy to get along with, including the people he lived with, which were us. And it was it was interesting to see him go through that loss. But the resilience that he had, that he was going to go back home. He was going to live in California. He was going to rebuild his house. I mean, he was 85. He was my great uncle. So he was in his late 80s, 85, 86 years old. And all he had was his suitcase and then a couple, maybe maybe two suitcases worth of belongings. And when he came here, he got a lot more. We went clothes shopping and food shopping and he had a computer and, you know, he had all this stuff. He had stuff that he needed. And so he's he had a little bit more when he got here, but he still didn't have a lot. And I know what that feels, I, I think part of the thing was he kept saying to us, like, I lost everything. And I remember that feeling. I really do. Because when I got divorced, I lost everything. I didn't want to take the house. It was upside down in the mortgage. And to be honest with you, I wasn't in a position to be able to take on house payments. So I just handed over the house. And everybody's probably saying, hey, you shouldn't have done that. But the end of the day was we bought the house for 190 some odd dollars, thousand dollars. And when it finally sold on the market, it went for under 120. So I think I skated by pretty well on that one. But when I left, I left with my comic books and my toys, a TV, a computer, and a dog. I mean, really, honestly, what I left with you could f probably fit into a moving van and not a big moving van because there wasn't much furniture. And over the years, the furniture has got even less because the bookcases have kind of fallen apart because they were like, I really want to say they were Bradley's or Caldor. I mean, they're that old. Um, and I had a TV stand, which my mother has adopted <laughs> Because I gave her the big screen TV, and thanks to DJ, I have a new big screen TV that took its place. Um, but right now, if I were to leave this house, I would have a dresser, a big screen TV, a dog, and lots of toys and comic books, and a few little odds and ends, a couple nightstands, 
maybe a dresser or two, a desk, but an Ikea desk. And I really haven't set up roots. And it was because I was always looking for a way to get out. I know, where is this going into collecting? Well, it gets into collecting because I built myself an office space at this house. And for health reasons, I know I'm bouncing all over the place. Um, I was ready to move out and things just wasn't working. And I had to move back in. And then my mom got sick, so I stayed. And it's been great for the dog. It's been great for her. But I need my own space. So part of the thing is I never really set up shop here. And because it's my mother's house. And I know it's a cliche, but I owned a house. I was married. I was out. This is all circumstance. This is all happened. This is all things that kind of came about. And I'm getting ready to make that leap again and get out and get my own place. And I'm thinking about doing that. And in thinking about doing that, I'm looking around and saying, my God, there's so much. And then thinking about my uncle who had so little. So I understand the mentality of like walking into a new situation, you have nothing. And I even had a conversation tonight with my mother um, and just was like, I don't even have a bed. (laughs) And that's honestly, like we have a spare room here and I have the bed. But when I leave, the bed stays here. I'm not taking it with me. So... I've been thinking a lot about everything I own. And that includes all the comics and toys. And toys have definitely been a coping mechanism for me throughout the years. Whether it's Marvel Legends or Justice League Unlimited, uh, DC Classics, Legos, Minimates. It's a passion and a coping skill. And the problem with using it as a coping skill is when I'm upset or abundance is, is always my problem. If I'm upset, I'll probably have something to eat. If I'm upset, I'll probably go buy a toy. It just makes me feel better. And it's not like I didn't have toys as a kid. I had all the toys I wanted as a kid. I Of course, I always wanted more. And I always wanted to go to one more store to look for stuff. But it wasn't like I'm doing this to compensate for not having stuff as a kid. It's just more, I don't have anybody telling me I can't do it. Sometimes I go overboard. I definitely should not have bought as many Legos as I have over the years. But I have. And I probably shouldn't have bought as many Minimates. I guess stretch. But I have. And now I'm thinking, I did a big purge a couple years ago. I sold all my Marvel Legends. Every single, well, not every single one. I kept like a dozen. The ones I thought that I think were the best representation. And then these new legends came out. And guess who's all in again? So who knows? In 20 years, I might have another purge. Or in 10 years, I might have another purge. But for right now, I don't even know how to approach it. And so John Stewart currently right now is sitting on top of a broken chair downstairs that I use kind of like a stool next to my photo studio section of the office. Um, it's just sitting there. It doesn't have a good spot. Superman's on the floor next to my desk. Like, I don't know what to do with them. They are beautiful pieces of art. I don't have the room for them. 
but I also can't stop getting them because there's a problem that us collectors have. It's those ones that get away and you think, well, I'll get it someday. Like Cyborg from Superpowers. I always wanted him. Never got him as a kid. And when I had the opportunity to get him, I passed. I'm sorry I passed, but I passed. And I have a Super Amigos version who's broken and chipped with no accessories. But I don't have the original. And I know the original toy is not going to live up to expectations. I don't even know if I would have, of course I would have the heart. I would have to open them. But I feel a little bit like Sheldon, the Big Bang Theory, and the Transporter toy. Anyway, those of you would get that. I think that would happen. And so we have this feeling inside of us that is kind of like, well, if I don't get it now, what's it going to cost me later? And that's a really hard thing to deal with because I've watched Cyborg go from, I don't know, what was he, $5.99, $3.99 at Toys R Us, even though he was hard to get. I, I don't, <laughs> here's the thing that kills me. I got Tear, I got, I think I had Orion, never got Shazam, never got Cyborg. I since have gotten Shazam at really good deal on card and everything. Um, but never got Cyborg. Anyway, so now he's like $1,200. That's a lot for an action figure. That's a lot for a small action figure. And so I look at these Mezco toys, which are fabulous. They really are. But I go, and, and part of the reason is, it's like, I'm going to kick myself later. Like, I want the, uh, it's not the Ascending Knight. I think Sovereign Knight's the one that's out now, maybe. I don't know, the middle one. I really wanted a blue version, but I didn't like the symbol on the blue one, so I got, I'm going to probably end up getting the black one, either from Mike's, probably from Mike's Comics and stuff. Um, because I don't want to pay for it later. And so there's this thing. You, you always want to get it, right? You want to get them when they come out because they get really hard to find. And yeah, you can go online. You can, but not all the stores carry everything. So mini mates are a little bit harder to get. Thankfully, we have friends at Diamond that can help us if we need to. And Luke's, Luke's toy store for, for all of our mini mates because he carries everything. And it's easy to just get one or two if we only want one or two. And uh, so we constantly build up and collect and collect and collect. And one of those things that I realized that I was collecting and kind of like absentmindedly, like kind of like in the background collecting was comic books. I can honestly say I've maybe read 20 books in the last two years, maybe. Whereas I was reading 30 books a month at one point. I remember my old pull list. It was about 26 to 30 bucks a month. And so 30 bucks a month for 12 months. What's that like? 30. Uh, I don't know. I can't do math at this hour. 360. 360 books. So probably about a book a week, right? Um, Is that right? 300. Now I got to do the math. 
because you know that's what history teachers are known for doing the math um so let's see i was reading 30 books a month times 12 months yeah 360 books so i was reading about 360 books a year so you figure during my marriage my fun marriage um 360 books right let's do the math times let's say i don't know we were together like 14 years total it's 5000 books and that's just the pull list that doesn't include all the specials and everything now when i had cataloged my books with a program in the 90s i was up to 5000 you figure you add a few years in between me meeting my ex-wife and getting married and all that. Um, well, 14 years probably. That's about 5,000 books, right? So we're thinking about 10,000 probably. And then you add in the last seven years where I've been buying, consistently been buying Nightwing and Ultimate Miles Morales' book before the Ultimate Universe got blown up. And all the ultimate books. And, uh, yeah, you know, probably another thousand books, maybe total for the last seven years, maybe. If that, maybe 500 books or less, maybe 200 books. I don't know. 12 books, 12 times seven. Uh, see, I'm doing all this math. Everybody at home probably yelling at me for not knowing my time tables. Um, about 100 books a year, seven years. So it's about 700 books. It's close to 1,000 books. So I mean probably, what do I got? Like 10,000 books, 12,000, 15,000 books, somewhere in that neighborhood. Most of them, I, I couldn't tell you what they are. I used to be able to know every single book I owned, every single book, and I used to be able to tell you almost with accuracy where I bought it. And that was at the 5,000 mark. Now I'm at the 10,000 mark. And probably a few key issues here and there. I'll be able to tell you where I got them and when I got them and what was going on in my life. But not to the extent that I used to. When I when I was in high school, in junior high school, if I was depressed or usually if there was a girl issue, whether it was a breakup or a problem or a crush or whatever, to help myself resettle myself, I would take out every book I own, reorganize it, take over the entire downstairs of the house, or the upstairs, reorganize everything, just in piles everywhere around the house, and then put them all back. And that's probably why I knew them so well. But I have not done that in at least a decade. So they're all sitting. And I know every comic collector out there is probably screaming, hey guys, they're all sitting, piled up, in boxes, not bagged, not backed, not covered, nothing. Yeah, I know. I know it's the worst thing I could have done, but I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with it. I just piled them up. I built a pallet for them. I piled them up on top of the pallet, and I walked away. And now there are piles in my bedroom. There's piles in the back porch. There's piles in the basement, all over the place of books. Because every time I go to the comic book store, I just pile them up somewhere else. I'll flip through them. Some of them I'm reading and getting into, but. I don't know. I feel like they're not for me anymore. I don't feel like I used to about them. I don't know. I really wish I could explain it. So what does this have to do with collecting? Well, they have piled up and it's time to let them go. And so over the next hopefully six months, 
I am going to go through as many as I possibly can. I'm probably going to start with the newer ones and work my way backwards. Start sorting and organizing them. I'm not going to bag and back them all. I'm going to pull out every key issue I possibly can. Keep the ones I really love. You know, Wally West and Jeff Johns' run on on the Flash and Green Lantern. Yeah, no, those are not going anywhere. Um, my Cable Books, my Robins, my Nightwings, Ultimate Spider-Man and Miles' story. Those are all staying. Um, and then all the key issues because... I had another moment. So I love my uncle. I really do. This is a different uncle. Um, I love my uncle Jack who lives up in Boston. Someday I did a podcast with him and it never felt right to publish because it felt really personal, but I feel like I've been getting very personal on here. So someday I might publish it. It's the last lost episode of Caster's Corner, Caster's Corner, the corner cast um, that I haven't put up yet. And it's somewhere. I know it's somewhere. I, I heard it the other day um, while I was looking for the John Carlo one. Who I have to have back on the podcast again, to be honest with you. I'd love to talk comics about him. So if he's listening, John, if you're listening, we have. I got to get you on the mics. And I got a much better setup now. Anyway, um, all that to say, all the people that you know who you are that I want you to be on here, I'll work it out. I've just got to get settled. <laughs> School starting. It's getting busy. Um, where is it? Oh, nobody understands what collecting's like. Uncle Jack collects everything, but doesn't understand the immediacy of things. And so, one year, I know you all are gonna say you're an idiot for doing this. One year, I had the choice. I think it was like the nineteen nineteen ninety maybe. I could buy packs of the Marvel Legends trading cards, the first wave, the original ones, the one with that Stan Lee card at the end of it. I could buy those. Not even a box. Just a set, like a couple packs. I could buy those. Or I could buy the Incredible Hulk, number 181, which was on the wall. It was like 200 bucks. Guess what I bought? I bought the cards. And I remember saying, Uncle Jack, hey, will you come back and buy this book for me? And what was I, 12 or 13? Well, I don't own Incredible Hulk 181 or 180. Either one of those. They had them both. I don't own either one of those. And I've always regretted that. Now, I mean, I'm 12. It's it's the 90s. It's the late 80s. Like, do we understand what comic books are about? Did I know that, you know, the MCU was going to be a thing? No. What? No. But I knew enough that it was important. So at that point, I decided that nothing was going to stop. No, that would never happen again. It has. Cyborg is the prime example. Um, but I was sure it was never going to happen again. And a few years later, a couple years later, I had a long talk with Uncle Jack, and sure enough, he brought me The Amazing Spider-Man, number 300, Venom's first real appearance. And that set 
things in motion. I used to sit with a copy of Wizard Magazine <laughs> and I would highlight everybody's first appearance, everybody's death, everything that I thought was important that would fit in my collection. I still had the idea of scope back then. And so the scope of my collection, they would fit. And I went on a tear from like, I don't know, six, since I got, once I got my license, so like 16, 17 to like 22, a little bit beyond that. I went to every comic book shop and looked for every first appearance, excuse me, everything I could possibly find. And I tracked down some really good ones. Someday I might talk about and share what I have. Um, but tonight's not that night. There are other nights for finding some of those grails. Um, and so I locked them up in a safety deposit box. And they're nice and safe. But um, it's time to go through and call the collection. And I think what everybody doesn't get, or I think what everybody in my life doesn't understand is that this is not something that I started last year. This is not like Minimates where seven years ago, seven, yeah, seven years ago, Zach sent me some samples to do reviews and I fell in love. This isn't a passing fancy. This isn't something that might change in a few years. I literally have been collecting these for as long as I have memories. And I can tell you that I got an issue of Green Lantern. Let me see if I can look it up. Um, I got an issue of Green Lantern. It's great, great podcast, right? As I type things, Lantern Mosaic. Yeah, Mosaic. Um, not Mosaic. Nope. Mosaic, is it, they did two, right? They did Mosaic 2. Um, there we go, images. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, no, this looks like all Jon Stewart stuff. I thought there was a cover with Hal. I think it was the second one. They, they have a cover with Sinestro... And Hal Jordan, and he's on trial. And I know, I know what it is. I know where it is in my boxes. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to find this one. And there was a little. Well, it looks closer, but not really. There was a little. Well, I think it's still there. There's a gas station with a little convenience store in Bridgeport on Boston Avenue, somewhere near Beersley School, across from, it's not Pep Boys, it's it's something over there. Yeah, I'm not finding the cover. Um, Green Lantern and Sinestro covers. I can't spell. Um, and like on a on a afternoon, Dad and I went there, and he let me buy the book. And if you've ever heard a story about my dad, 
My dad was not a fan of letting me buy stuff. Toys especially, because he always felt that he could get it cheaper somewhere else. And so, I'm still looking for covers. Someday I will find the cover. Maybe by the time I publish this podcast, I'll be able to find the cover. So he bought me that comic book there. And I remember I read it over and over and over and over and over again uh, when I was with him. And, oh, this is going to turn into a dad podcast. Um, yeah, damn it. I was not planning on going there, but I guess I am. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. Um, so he bought me that book. And I remember reading it there over and over and over again, keeping it with him. Um, and then we went back. And I remember getting an issue of the Fantastic Four that didn't have any of the Fantastic Four on the cover. It was Grey Hulk and Spider-Man and Ghost Rider. Uh, and who is the last one? I'm gonna. This is going to be a fun podcast for everybody listening. You're probably screaming. If you're a comic book fan, you're probably screaming right now. Um Fantastic Four cover with Ghost Rider. Nope, that's not what I wanted because I can't spell. Cover. Fantastic Four cover. Ghost Rider. There it is. Oh, it is Wolverine. I thought it was Wolverine. So it's Fantastic Four, number 348, January. Can I see the date? Come on, guys. Give me the date. Uh, I can't find the date. So the Fantastic Four back then. I remember getting that at the same place. And then there was the time that dad got me a Batman book. Uh, and I remember carrying that around all the time. It got wet once. I remember putting it on a radiator. I'm never going to find the Batman cover during the podcast. I really should stop looking for the covers. I just want to see the covers. See if I can find it. It's a really cool cover. It's Batman and Robin swinging in and Riddler's on top of a safe with his cane out. He's got like the the unitard on. Um, it's just a great cover. And I remember carrying that book around. I remember carrying around Transformers book that he got me once. Dad, for some reason, couldn't read when I was little. Didn't understand English a lot, but... God, he loved buying me comic books. I don't know. Maybe it was because they were cheap. I mean, what were they, like 50 cents? They were maybe a dollar, maybe a dollar 25. Um, and so he would buy me them wherever we went. There's some covers. Nope. I thought I had it. The problem is, too, it's like it's not just Batman. It could have been Detective Comics. It could have been, I, I don't. I could I could see the cover in my head. I can't tell you what the number is. 
Um, who knows? I might have Harley Quinn's first appearance too. When I'm thinking about all this stuff, I know my mom's my mind's starting to wander. Um, but no, it was Batman. It was definitely the Batman book. Um, because I saw another Batman cover that had the Riddler on it. That was not the one I have. I remember worrying about that it got wet, and he's like, oh, "I'll just throw it on a radiator." And I remember just being in a garage somewhere as he was selling stuff. And sure enough, it just sat on the radiator drying out. It's probably all wrinkled by now. Um, And I had three boxes as a kid growing up. I had one box I decorated with Batman's or DC stuff. I had one box I decorated with all um, Marvel characters. John Wesley Ship's Flash is on the side of my DC box. And then I had one box that was decorated with um, other and Thundercats were on the outside of that box. Because I would collect He-Man and Thundercats as well. Those are staying in the collection. I don't care what happens. Those will stay in the collection. Um, so yeah. So Dad would buy me books. And I had a flashback memory once. And I realized that Dad took me to my first comic book store. I thought it was much later in life, but I remember being in like a dark alley and we walked around and it is still to this day, the comic book store that I go to. And it's probably one of the, I mean, there are comic book stores that are closer to be honest with you, but I like the guys that work there. I like Joe and Rich um, and Eric and I love those guys. They've been great to me over the years and I have to say that one of the main reasons that I'm happy to go there is because it was the first comic book store that my dad ever took me to. And, you know, it's it's hard to let go of that. Um, in every way, shape, and form to let go of that stuff. And I'm going to have to let go of it. And that is really hard for me to kind of deal with because it's not just giving up. Um, it is not just giving up a book. It's not just giving up a toy. In a lot of ways, it's giving up a piece of my history. And I understand why people don't want to get rid of pieces of their history. But I'm sorry if I meandered and, and paused a lot. I was was playing on my phone looking for things to talk about and looking for covers. I was starting to reminisce. Um, so I hope you enjoyed going on that ride a little bit. But So it's the next six months to a year is going to be really hard for me to kind of call the collection, um, purge it, get rid of pieces of it, let go of pieces of it, and make it a lot smaller. And then once the comics are gone, I think I might take a break from comics. Comics are easy. I think because anybody can help me sort through the books when it comes to toys. If I had people that want to come help, they're not going to know that these two swords that I'm holding in my hands that you can't see, uh, go to silver samurai because they just look like samurai swords and they have no idea that that's who they go to or that the bike over there in the corner of my room is for a world war two cap and the, shotgun that rides on the side of it is on the floor because it fell off because it bumped off and it doesn't have a good connection. Um, or the Deadpool over to my left right now 
is my photo Deadpool. So he has no accessories and he's got the wrong parts because I made them so that he looked better and easier to carry around. So toys are harder. Comics are easy. I can give somebody a box and they can sort them by Marvel, by company, by book, by number. So people can help. And I have a feeling I'm going to be enlisting some of you that are close to help me some days. Um, and kind of get through it. But the toys are going to be a lot harder. Because I feel like after I got a divorce, I really called, purged as much as I possibly could. I sold off my Justice League Unlimited to pay for San Diego one year. Um, I sold off my Marvel Legends to survive the divorce that year. And I, I got rid of all the big pieces, right? So... Now all I have is all modern stuff. And A, some of it was samples and things like that. And we don't, we have a policy in place uh, that we all agreed to, Bill and Junior and, and JQ and, and everybody that has been working with the site, Jesse and, and, and DJ. I think we kind of all talked about it as site owners and things. And at least for our site, for Caster's Corner, we have kind of a five-year rule where if we get samples and things like that we can't sell them for five years at minimum I mean Mezco stuff I probably won't be selling um just because like I like it so I'm going to keep it but I look at other stuff and you know Diamond was nice enough to send us mini maze but they sent us a case so we've got extras so they're probably going to be giveaways. I try to give them away. I even give them, sometimes I give them to um, Goodwill at Christmas or Toys for Tots or try to donate that way or find a family that needs them um, and pass those on. So the toys are going to be a lot harder because we got a lot of stuff we're going to review that we don't want to keep necessarily. Um, we're happy to do all the reviews and things, but they kind of don't fit in our scope or they're not something I collect. And I think that's why Power Rangers is coming into this podcast as far as photos go because I don't know much about them. And they were really cool to play with and I think that they were really sturdy toys, but they don't really hold like a special meaning for me. So they'll probably be given away to a lucky fan um, at some point once we're done with making sure we're done with all the photos and things like that. But um, we really have to adjust for our scope. And so, and, and the problem is that we got a lot of the stuff, we did a lot of reviews, and we didn't pass it on quick enough. So they piled up. So I'm putting this out there publicly because I expect people to hold us to it, is that we're going to be giving away a lot of things. We're going to give our last giveaway winner one more chance to respond Hopefully, they will get it. Um, and then once that's set, I know it's been a few months, but we've been reaching out. We haven't heard back from them, so we're going to give it one more shot. And then we're going to move on to our next winner. And then we're going to be giving away as much as we possibly can over the next year that were given to us as samples for reviews, things that are new. We got a lot. Things that I bought that I just never opened. I mean... That's the other problem. I'm buying a bunch of stuff and I'm not opening it. And I think that that's a big problem for me is that do I really need it if I don't open it? Do I really need it? And I think that's a collect question that a lot of us collectors have. Do we really need these things? 
And I don't really know what the answer is. And, you know, at the 13-minute mark, I was like, oh, what am I going to be able to talk about? And now I'm at 40. So I think that's a good place to kind of end it for tonight. So come along for the ride. Maybe get some free comic books. Maybe get some free toys out of it. Please remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We are at Caster's Corner. Remember to um, support our sponsor, Mike's Comics and Stuff. Best place for us to get Legends and Mezco 112s and everything else under the sun. And uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Stitcher. We are also on Google Play and Apple iTunes podcast app. So basically the major places where you get your podcasts. So thanks for taking the trip. I hope I didn't meander too much. I hope I didn't lead you down. I hope it felt more like you were listening to me talk about um, my stuff and a conversation. And hopefully you'll come back next week because Little Geeks and and the Red Chair Show and DJ's Emmy Review, like we're all coming together this weekend. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully we'll have good weather, but really it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to publish the next podcast. Um, so thank you again. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to support our sponsor. Remember to follow us on all our social media at Caster's Corner. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple iTunes and, uh, yeah, enjoy and let us know what, what you're doing with your collections. Thanks.